Hello and welcome to another edition of the Hop Heroes podcast, the show where we talk about our favorite drinks and our favorite heroes. I'm your host, Jordan Nareth, and with me as always, we have talented artists and comic enthusiasts, Jerry Gonzalez. Sub J. Sub JR. And then we got my boy, Zach Barlow, a.k.a. Flash Thompson. What's going on, Z? <laughs> How you doing, brother? I'm good, man. We, uh, we're coming up in the world. We're, we're on audio and video now, dog. This shit's crazy. Now that people can see this beautiful glow-up I got going this summer. Yeah, let's not get, get too excited. <laughs> this is our first attempt to actually uh, film and video record our episode and put it up. And if I was a betting man, I'd bet that it wouldn't work and we won't have video this episode. But <laughs> Bro, come optimism. On, positive. Zach's got the optimism, so hopefully it'll work out. Um, but yeah, no, we have our... Uh, if you listened to our last episode for the live show, you heard and you've seen him and he's been in... Uh, Several episodes of us now, but our, our guy in the chair, if you will, uh, Vinny, Vinny McBroom. How you doing, brother? Doing pretty well. How about you? Oh, man. Came out of nowhere. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm doing, <laughs> doing great. <laughs> so already with the Spider-Man I'm festive today. I love it. I love it. So uh, Vinny's uh, yeah, poor shadow. Vinny's handling all the, the technical side of this as we just bullshit. So uh, thank God for him. Um, but yeah, so we're doing a episode reaction uh, to Spider-Man Far From Home. Came into theaters just about a week ago, and July second, and uh, huge, huge deal. Obviously, not only for the MCU, but for my personal life because Spider-Man played a special role in my life growing up, and he's basically my best friend. So, uh, gotta love, gotta love some Spider-Man. Um, but the movie, I mean, yeah, it's the introduction to Mysterio, first time being on the big screen, which I've been waiting for forever. Um, you guys saw it. We'll talk about our thoughts. Um, JR, how about you kind of just give us a rundown what what happens in the movie? You know, what's if you haven't seen the movie yet, and spoilers, beware. There's going to be a shit ton of them. Um, right, what are people going to go see? Uh, people are going to see the basically like an ep- epilogue of the uh, the last, the first phase of the MCU, right? Um, you're going to see kind of like, uh, if you ever read a comic book, you get the storyline, you get the end, and then all of a sudden you get kind of like this little bit of a story right at the end of kind of what happened to, let's say, a certain character, and uh, Spider-Man's that character. So you're going to kind of see like the aftermath a little bit of of uh, Infinity Endgame um, with, with Iron Man and uh, Captain America. They even do like a montage with Whitney Houston uh, yeah. in the beginning. So um, it, it, it's a Spider-Man movie, but it's also an ep- epilogue to uh, the first MCU phase one um, after the end game. And, um, they, uh, and then obviously you're going to be, it's kind of like, and then you're kind of getting a hint to what the next phase is going to be about. So um, there's a lot going on in this movie. I mean, just doing the research, we're talking about Easter eggs, 93 Easter eggs and, that's just crazy. Just, three. How, yeah. like, that's so much effort just for Easter eggs. I know, so much. So many. Yeah. But, we'll dive into those later. Yeah. Um, okay, so epilogue, kind of a, a bridge between the end of the Infinity Saga and where Marvel's heading in the future, I guess. Correct. Kinda. Okay, cool, cool. Well, uh, I mean, honey, Honeymoon Homecoming was fantastic. Um, and... Oh, that's so sweet. I, I can't even think straight right now. I hope this video actually doesn't go out because I'm pretty sure you can see the beads of sweat just dropping from my forehead. It's the hottest it's ever been in Alaska. We set a record. First time it's ever hit 90 degrees. And these places aren't built for 90 degrees. No AC. No central air. Do you and even I have, have a fan? 
No, man, it's bad audio. I have fans in my other room, so oh, I'm trying. Yeah. I gotta close the windows, so I'm basically just sitting in a sauna right now. Dedication, bro. It's just it's you guys. Really proud uh, of you. You can probably already see my nipples. I guess I can feel them. I'm gonna slowly warm. undress for like the next 45. Well, minutes. then the video is definitely not gonna get released. <laughs> uh, so only for the Patreons. <laughs> <laughs> For the Patriots, but we uh, uh, we do have something cool because me and Zach are wearing almost the exact fucking same outfit. Just plain navy blue shirt, Mariner hat, headphones, incredible beard. Yeah, beautiful eyes, strong jaws, <laughs> strong jaw lines, strong high cheekbones, well defined. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, back to Spider Man. This is actually it's it's very important that uh, I feel like Mysterio is finally here because it's just been so long and there's been so many spider-man movies and spider-man's villains are one of the best i would say um comic strip villains comic book story arc villains um, out of any superhero but mysterio has always been one that's kind of just been in only in the comics and the cartoons and he was my favorite villain growing up because he was always a master of illusion he's kind of like the the scarecrow to batman just not as dark i guess more you know more fun and quirky um goofy yeah, and, and he's a he's a what I mean in the in the movie it talks about his origin. He comes from uh, Stark's team. Um, seems like a lot of these mo- villains are just like rebellious against Stark and what he's done to the world. It's kind of funny, but he's he's one of those. And, and I, I can't remember which movie it was. Was it Civil War? Civil War. Or uh, when he had the intro and he was talking to his dad and it was like a simulation. Yeah, that's Civil War, and he called it the the bar or the uh... barf. Barf uh, yeah. program. Yeah, he said it was like his personal uh, video game or whatever the hell he called it. And like that was uh, Mysterio's uh, uh, like baby. That was his creation. And he felt like it right. was much more important and much more powerful than what Tony was using it for. And then he got fired because he, you know, voices pain. But that's that, to my understanding, isn't the actual origin of Mysterio, is it? No, the uh, actual, it's, it's, it has nothing to do with Tony Stark. Um, the origin of Mysterio it had nothing to do with uh, Spider-Man. Like it was, he had such a infliction with Spider-Man that he kind of went off the rails and um, kind of like the fame of Spider-Man. You know, like he wanted to be famous like Spider-Man and be that like credited person. Um, and he was never taken serious as a uh, um, uh, movie special effects. That was his job. You know, came out in Amazing Spider-Man 13, and um, back in 1965, something like that. Uh, some old, a long time ago before I was born, um, but uh, 1964, and it actually came out before the Green Goblin. That, that was pretty interesting. Like he showed really? up. Really? Yeah, oh, he was the first first appearance was like I said, Amazing Spider-Man 13. Um, the Green Goblin came out uh, Amazing Spider-Man 14. Um, so that first like 20 issues had so many first appearances, um, which is money. I've been trying to get my hands on some of those and it's been fun to, to go after. But, um, so basically that's, his name is Quentin Beck, just like the movie. Um, he's been in various, uh, Spider-Man, uh, you know, video games, comic books, um, he was created by the the legendary team Stanley and Steve Ditko. Obviously, that's they've done so many. And um, basically, in the in the storyline in the comic book, he 
pretends to be Spider-Man and he figure out he figures out how to be Spider-Man, how to stick to walls, how to shoot web, like everything is an illusion, right? So that and it's almost like um like sleight of hand illusion instead of obviously now it's drones or technology, right? We saw yeah. um Dude, uh, the way that he used the drones with the illusions was fucking nuts. I can't I thought it was kind of terrifying. Yeah. I don't, know, I don't really know like why cuz I feel like there's like you mentioned, Scarecrow is not as dark, and I feel like normally, like the dark kind of brooding villains seem to be more like, I guess, uh, scary. But for some reason, the way that he could just like have a room full of drones, just pointed guns at you, and you don't even know, and then all of a sudden the drones just show up, and they all have like laser beams like right on your forehead. It's just like holy fuck! I thought this yeah. shit was scary. Yeah, yeah, I agree, and I feel like it's sure. it's it's perfect timing for like because like it's not that far off to think that that could happen. You know? I think that's why it was so scary. Yeah, I'm just like what I feel like they they'd be doing that shit in the Middle East. So I, not exactly <laughs> that, but you know, they'd be doing I don't know. that shit. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's really scary. I mean, like that was the scene I was waiting for the whole time. It's obviously so not to get too far ahead, but Jake Gyllenhaal I think was a perfect cast for Mysterio because like in the beginning of the movie when like you knew he was going to be the villain, if you know Spider-Man, but you still found yourself like, maybe he's not a bad guy, you know, at least I did. I was like, maybe he's not the worst, the worst person ever. Maybe they're I, like, yeah, I actually found him very charming. Sorry not to interrupt. Like um, I told Aaron, like he was kind of a charming villain. Like every time he thought he was going to do something good. And then he came out with that nice slick, you know, extra greased hair. And, and he was just a, so a, a charming villain. And, you know, um, walk Peter into into that train was pretty pretty cool. Do you think that he was, was charming even after he started doing like? Because I feel like the movie kind of went in 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 phases where like you're like, oh, like, this guy might actually be good, and they're actually fighting this elemental monster or some shit like that. And then it goes to phase two where it's like, oh no, this dude's definitely bad, like definitely definitely bad. Do you feel like the charm went all the way through the film, or do you feel like the charm was only in the first part, and then when he started doing like fucked up stuff? You were like, oh, no, it's not charming anymore. Uh, for me, I felt like all the way to uh, through the end, even when he like he almost tricked Peter, uh, Peter Parker. And I felt like that charm in the movie is what messed with his spider sense or a.k.a. Peter Tingle, as uh, Aunt May <laughs> may have said it's in the Peter movie, Tingle. which is funny. Um, but I felt like his charm went all the way. And he I mean, that's what kind of like tricked Spider-Man. It kind of he couldn't trust his spider sense anymore because like it was such a like good guy feeling to to him the whole time and i mean just jake gyllenhaal being charming in the movie i mean i've been watching a lot of his interviews too he's kind of a charming guy you know so um, so you guys are both I, crushing on jake gyllenhaal and that's why you think that this villain was charming Absolutely. i wouldn't say crushing i uh, say uh i would, uh, would say crushing you know being calling it light like i would say it's <laughs> being modest about it yeah I, i'm falling in love <laughs> with jake. i wasn't uh, even going that route but okay. i fell in love with jake a long time ago <laughs> Like, oh my gosh! Get my heart. Uh, October's guy. Oh man, yeah, there's just so much good. No, I, uh, to answer your questions, like I don't think his charm carries through. I, I do think that he had that persona that he was creating, and as soon as Peter walked out that that pub or whatever and gave him the glasses, the Edith glasses, which is fucking a great name, Edith. Even dead, I'm still the hero. Or it's just, <laughs> yeah, funny. even yeah. then, oh, yeah, fucking genius. Um, but right when he walks out that door, he just like kind of like gets all giddy and he's like, Get the suit off me! And then he's like grabbing bottles and like cheers in and like toasting. And like, he just you see a lot, like, he just completely 180 his character. And, and he, and he you can kind of see his like not his vainness, but his 
unstableness. Like he was even said he was fired for being unstable or whatever. And you could see it. Like he just like shakes and like he gets all intense and like yeah. wants to kill fucking Peter Parker, even though he shouldn't, you know? And so I, I feel like his charm was just an act and it definitely like he's a fucking master of illusion, bro. He just he fooled us all. At least I was fooled a little bit because I was like, God damn it. Even Sammy is like, is he really the bad guy? Like, there's no way. Right. Yeah, like, ever said the exact same thing in the movie theater. He's like, isn't he supposed to be a bad guy? And I'm like, wait for it. Yep, wait just for keep it. waiting for it. Yeah. And then he fucking just pulls it on you. And that's that was awesome. And then, like you said, when he walks in front of the train, that whole scene was what I've been waiting for since Spider-Man was, like, first on the big screen. It's because, like, he's just fucking visually entrapped with all this crazy shit and he like takes his head helmet off and he's not having a head and there's like a fishbowl and like all this crazy shit and he just yeah like, and it's perfect the hysteria. whole time yeah like the 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 capabilities of him with with the illusion of whatever equipment he created like it does like it makes it scary because that could fucking yeah. happen i feel Can like we- the thing about mysterio for me or the way that jake gyllenhaal played this character uh, was that there was never a moment in time where I felt like this is like a supervillain that's like so far away from anything real or anything I can relate to. Like in the sense where if you have somebody like Thanos, I mean, first of all, he looks like Thanos. So you're he's obviously very kind of, and then he's got like this super strength and he's just like got all these like crazy ideas. And even if maybe some of those ideas are decently relatable, for the most part, you feel far away from him as a viewer. At least I do. But mm-hmm. I felt with Mysterio, um, for the most part, I just felt like he was very human. Like he had a lot of flaws. He was like, like as you said, he wasn't. Uh, he was very like impulsive, and he would shake his hands. He would cheers people, and so I just felt like that was. He felt closer to me. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like he felt like he was flawed, just like me, just like everybody else. He just happened to be a master of illusions, which is like the him being a master of illusion almost makes his power as a as a whole an illusion. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, I yeah. like if he doesn't, so it's like, <laughs> like it almost like implodes in on itself, his power. Cause it's, it can be all encompassing and super crazy. But if you break it down to its core, he's really just a normal guy. That's like good at tricking you into things. Do you know what I mean? So that's I feel like that's like, a, that's a cool, cool concept. Yeah. He's always been super confident and like egotistical and illusions. And then once Spider-Man catches him, he's always like, Oh no, please don't hurt me. Like I'm just a little, just a little mosquito. Yeah, like he's not really a superhero. You know what I mean? He's like kind of trying to trick people into thinking he is or trying to trick people into thinking he's a supervillain. But he's really kind of not. I mean, if you peel away his illusions, which are impressive, don't get me wrong, but if you can get down to him actually as a person, he's just a dude. Yeah, and it's funny that you said that. Like he's trying to trick people that he's a superhero or he's a supervillain because like really, he is trying to trick people that he's a hero. Like that's his goal, right? He wants to be praise and and loved and and like respected but he's really in doing that going the opposite way and doing all these dark things to get there Mm -hmm. um but but that's one thing i always love like spider-man's always my favorite hero and it's because he's so relatable like everybody's been that you know high school kid that has these thoughts and these things that they're going through and these issues and like vulture even in the last spider-man like you could relate to him a little bit like he went a little off the deep end with how far he went with it but he was just trying to make money for his family and he was getting fucked over Mm -hmm. by stark and then he just found a way to get through it and it escalated from there but like almost everybody you can kind of find a way to relate to them and that's that's a big reason why spider-man and spider-man villains are so freaking intriguing there's there's a lot of depth to them um can we talk a little bit about like the different how uh, mysterio powers are different from the comic book and the movie a little bit you know kind of what obviously i don't remember him shooting the green gas and shit in the or the like the laser beams or whatever did he do that in the comics 
so it, in the comics, he kind of had like you. It's great that you mentioned Scarecrow because he kind of had that like a special illusion. Like he was also a master chemist. Like he was a genius. In fact, he didn't have any special powers, but he definitely had like combat skills for being like a, a an illusionist, and he was like a slash stuntman. So sure. like he oh, could do okay. like kung fu and and like martial arts, and then uh, master chemist. So he like created these gases that like trick people into like um, like Scarecrow, where they Very were thinking like they Scarecrow. were in a yeah, very much like Scarecrow. And then Who came um, first, everything came. You know? Scarecrow or Ooh, Mysterio? I don't know. I'd have to look that up. That's a good question. Um, Vinny, can you peek uh, that? He'll, he'll check that out. Yeah, I can check that out. Now. Cool. Um, but like his, it, most of his stuff came from his suit. You know, all of his illusions are powered by his suit. Like, and you know, out of his, you know, like wrists or his palms. And then obviously in this movie, um, everything is. He's like walking around like he would do in a green screen right he wasn't even in the room most of the times uh yeah. mysterio he was like out you know just nearby kind of like a director right M doing like a, a pre setup uh, of the scene and um in the books he was in the movie in the scene and f you know physically trying to fight spider-man with his uh his suit instead of um having those those droids so that's kind of like a big difference between the two yeah okay so it that that parallels Scarecrow way more than I thought it would. That's crazy. A little bit, yeah, a little bit more with the gas and the you know tr the trickery of the mind. Um, the scene where uh, Peter Parker is uh, or Spider Spider Man Peter Parker in the in the movie where he's like running through that maze and then Mysterio becomes big. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm -hmm. That is actually in a comic book. That is in the um, I can't remember. If it's the first appearance or the second appearance of Mysterio, but where he thought that um, he got shrunk. Spider Man thought he was small. But in reality, uh, Mysterio just bit a, built a big old robot and he put him in his room. And it was like the normal size room, but Peter Parker thought he was shrunk to a little bit of a, uh, a little Peter, a little Spider Man instead of. Um, so I found you know. out who came out first. Oh, here we go. Do you guys want to uh, guess? <coughs> I got Scarecrow. Uh, I'm going to say Mysterio. So, Mysterio, first appearance was The Amazing Spider Man 13. On June 1964, and then we got Scarecrow, who came in on number three of the world's finest comics in 1941. Oh, oh man! God damn it! Does that take away from Mysterio? No. <laughs> I like his uh, green suit. It seems like he's <laughs> he's a he's a almost a direct bite. It, it's it it's. It hurts a little bit. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> I mean, let's 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 try to take your bias out of it and just be a creator for a second. Does that bother you a little bit? That how similar they are? Um, uh, I would say a little. I don't like the gas thing. Um, I don't like. I mean, in the movie, obviously, it wasn't like that. They had the different spin, but a little bit, I guess. I mean, if I guess if we were to go back to a lot of the characters, uh, between DC and Marvel and whoever other publishers came out in the forties and fifties, um, we'll probably see a lot of similarities you know but yeah i guess you're right it does take a little bit out of that bite that ipa bite out of there makes it more of a <laughs> nice uh, yeah thank you um <laughs> makes it more of a uh, uh you know like a less you know tasty drink or something but right. yeah I, I mean it is what it is i guess Stupid yeah it is what scarecrow. it is it's less sexy for sure but okay hats off to scarecrow hats off to mysterio the one thing i do like it's a completely different personality like the person is different which is cool um 
But yeah, that, that hurts a little bit. I so, feel like even their personality has one similarity, though, in that once you peel away the illusion for both of them, they become very like whiny and like, please don't hurt me. Like, I feel like they both kind of have that kind of meek people. Yeah, meek. They're very meek. Yeah. Once they don't have anything to hide behind, they become very meek. Like, Fragile. I feel like even if even if you, uh, you know, thwart Thanos's plan, he's still going to fight you to the day. He like he's still so big, you up. Yeah, I still doesn't <laughs> care and i feel like there's a lot of characters like that like if you thwart joker's plan he's still in it to the death like he doesn't really yeah. care but i feel like they're both meek in that way well I, and i guess i don't really know um scarecrow's background but like jr was saying mysterio's got that kung fu like stuntman in him so i That's guess definitely scarecrow's definitely not that he has a little That's more of that combat but onto onto so mysterio is just an it's just uh, the character itself, we've been talking about him for like the entirety of the movie. And, and I think the reason is like the rest of the movie outside of Mysterio is just MJ and uh, Peter Parker, you know, flirting. Trying to get least, that love together. That can. Yeah. And it's yeah. like high school love too. So it's like know. extra just like. Uh, uh, yeah. And, and like, I, I love the new MJ. I do too. Uh, I think that Zendaya, like, it's a great, it's like such a, like, a just a direct, dark, yeah. edgy. She kind of kicks ass in that movie too. Like, as, as Man J, like, she's tough. You know, her attitude and her, uh, um, her, like, I like the way she's kind of dark too, you know, that. Yeah, she know. likes to go to all the places where there was like mass genocide or like all these murders <laughs> or something. Yeah. That's, that's where she thinks that. it's romantic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a little too close to home for me, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, I, no, I think, Sammy. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the first off, I didn't really understand. Like Zendaya was like in this movie when it was Homecoming, and it was this huge deal, and I just didn't get it. I did. Did you guys know who she was before Homecoming? Um, uh, not really. I know she was like a Disney actor, like a little girl. Like these people are very young, right? They're not. She's not like over twenty no, she's or something. Twenty-two. Oh, just, twenty-two. Okay. Yeah. So I looked it up. Zach, did you know she was? Uh, I knew her because of music. Really? See, that's yeah. so she because like so I didn't even know that was Zendaya, but I do know who Zendaya is because I I know what like her doing music. That's how I recognize her. I like how you music and me like the Disney Channel. Like, yeah, <laughs> so perfect. <laughs> Like, I was like, who is this chick with one name? Like, like that's a big deal to have one name. I mean, like, you got Cher, you know, Donna. you got Prince, you got McLovin. Like, there's just, there's very <laughs> few people that have the one name and can pull it off. So, like, when I heard, like, Zendaya, I was like, who is this chick that's going to play MJ with one name? But, yeah, look at that. Already a badass is who she is. Seriously. She, she was, comes in with one name. It's like, dude, she's a, she's a beast. And I was watching an interview between Tom Holland and Zendaya, and Tom was like, yeah, I actually learned how to be famous because, I mean, we already have somebody that was famous starting the show with us. So she was, like, telling me, like, this is what you do in public, this is what you don't do and stuff. And I was like, how – she was famous before this even started. But, yeah, I looked it up. She had – she was on a couple of Disney shows. She produced a Disney show. She was a singer. She wrote a book, and now she has a clothing line. And oh, she's, she's, on, she's on The Greatest Showman. The greatest. Oh yeah, yeah. She's on the Greatest Showman. Yeah, she and, sings a ton in that. In that. And she was on. Uh, not, not so you think you can dance, but she was on. Uh, what's the show where all the celebrities have like formal dance lessons and they like, um, they dance competition. That's that lip singing. No. no. 
Dancing with the Stars. Dancing with the Stars. She was on Dancing with the Stars. Like she's like fucking done everything, and she's twenty two, which makes me feel like shit. It's like God damn it. I mean, she's more talented than you, Jordan. Don't feel like shit. No, she just has. She's had different opportunities approach her that I haven't had yet. Dude, no way. (laughs) So just pump the brakes a little bit. For those of you that heard the last episode, I I'm more than just a, a host. I can sing. You haven't even seen me dance yet, but we got video footage now, so who knows where this show's going to take us. But <laughs> I'm going to start going by a single name. I just gotta yeah, what's your title. single name going to be? Suave. Nah, ain't it. <laughs> that ain't it, Chief. Like, like the hair that products. Anyway, back to, back to MJ. <laughs> I, think that, I think that MJ, in a lot of ways, stole the show in this movie. I think that Tom Holland is good for, for what he's trying to go for. I, personally, I think that his charm, his like approach kind of gets a little bit annoying to me, but I don't really know if that's because of him or it's because they're like really leaning heavy on this like whole high school dynamic. And like that kind of gets annoying to me, but I feel like she killed it. And I'm excited for her to be included in the MCU because I feel like just with how well she did, I wouldn't be surprised if they started giving her bigger and bigger roles. Like maybe she ends up getting superpower some way and like actually starting to like, uh, like be in fights and stuff. I I could see that in the future. Somehow, so is there a is there an arc where MJ gets any powers or becomes like Spider Woman? Uh, I think she becomes Spider Woman or something like that. Like she gets yeah, dude, fuck yeah, I could see her becoming Spider Woman. Maybe it's like Spider Verse. I just saw or... an image that of people who think of who she might be. Let me bring it up for you guys, and then you guys could brainstorm oh, about see. it and whatnot. Okay, so this is who people think that she might be in the future movies or something. Is it Bro, like you, a, do you know that female spider star? spider girl character in Into the Spider Verse? Yeah, uh, she's like Gwen? ghost. Yeah, her name's Spider Gwen. <laughs> spider Gwen, bro. She's Gwen Stacy in another in another universe. Another yeah, world. it was just another one of Peter's multiple love interests because he just got he's got that. That's drip. actually Miles Morales's love interest, but whatever. Gwen Stacy. But no, it, the Spider Gwen. No, Spider I know, Gwen but Gwen Stacy, I mean... Yeah, is another... Yeah, Par- Peter Parker's a stud, dude. Yeah, throw a woman's name out there, and she's probably tried to hit it, and he's been like, nah. Cause yeah. yeah. You know who's he like actually did let her ass die. Scott Summers. Scott, Scott I Summers? Do not think, I think he makes he makes the rounds like, within like trouble. five people. I mean, Spider-Man... I mean, we're talking Black Cat. We're talking... Uh, obviously MJ. I mean, I was just reading uh, the last comic book. He was talking like he had two girlfriends in one room, and then he's like, "I don't know how this happened, but I need to leave." <laughs> and he had like right. MJ and like Cooper. He's like, "I hate when that happens." Fucking <laughs> annoying. <God. laughs> I'm oh, oh, I'm gonna puke in my cup right now. Oh, oh yeah, Jr's a little uh, feeling a little hungover because he had, he had, he went hard this afternoon. Did you know that Z? Okay, no. so I tell the story why while Vinny brings up this this stuff. Okay, yeah. um, what is happening? Right, a shout bro, out. You got drunk two weeks in a row. Let's uh, get let's, it. Let's skip, let's skip a week. Okay, I skipped a week. Um, <laughs> a shout out to uh, Norlin and Nomer. Who uh, Norlin is Amber's friend from Bartels, and she um, her birthday is the same day as mine, July 9th. So today was kind of like her birthday party, and we went over and not expecting to drink at all. But apparently, um, they're Filipino, so apparently um, they love to drink, not just because they're Filipino. But apparently they're Filipino, or they're a Filipino? No, uh, apparently uh, they're fi- <laughs> Filipino, and he's like, hey, have a, have a, uh, it was a Red Hook uh, IPA, right? It was uh, 6.2. 
alcohol, and then um, he gave me three shots of uh, Crown Royale in oh a, in a, span, in a yes. span of about 30 minutes. So I was like, I got to stop because I have to. And it's really hard. They're like, he's like, they're not going to they're not going to let you say no. So just do it. And I was like, what? They're like, just do it. And I'm like, I, I got I to do a show. I'm like, I don't drink. And, <laughs> and so I had to drink three of those. And um, they want so to get getting, me drunk to it. We're going to lit version walk out of JR. We yeah. have sober Zach and sober Jordan and lit JR. I'm not like what lit. It was is happening in, in the world right now? Like, yeah, it wasn't wow. that bad. It wasn't as bad as, bad really as the changed. after party. The after party was, 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 <laughs> I mean, I don't even, I can't even tell you how bad the after it's party just was. From the ceilings, like just crazy yeah. shit going on. All right. So, so we got this image up. Who is this chick that, is next to Zendaya. She looks like she has a staff. Is that? So from what I am reading right now, it looks like MJ had her own superhero identity in the Earth 18119 in the Marvel Spider-Man Renew Your Vows series. And Peter Parker never made the bargain with Mysterio that wiped out his uh, marriage to Mary Jane. You met at Metafesco, yeah. right? Oh, Metafesco, yeah. is that? It's oh, kind of, he's got like the devil. Two M and O's together. Oh yeah. Here, I'll throw that image back up real quick. So I think it's just a different form of Spider-Man. It's not Spider-Gwen. It's kind of just Mary Jane's own spider identity, if you will. It looks like it's called Spinneret. Does that uh, name sound familiar? I think, I think the thing I see about Spinneret I think that's just the the spinneret persona. Yeah, that might be what her name was. Huh, interesting. Well, I hope she gets superpowers and starts fucking shit up because she's an amazing actress and I love her like attitude and I feel like if you put superpowers on that attitude, then I feel like I would she'd be my favorite hero. She'd be I, tired. Yeah. And they got to do it right, though, if they do that. They can't have her get all, like, super, like, compassionate and trying to save everybody. No, like, she needs to stay exactly how she she's is. She's got to have that powers. edge. Exactly. Yeah. She's got to oh, make yeah. that edge. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, MJ was – so, I feel like Mysterio and MJ carried this movie then. Is that what we're talking? Is that uh, how you guys feel? It was a funny movie, though. Like, it wasn't – I mean, Peter Parker – I, I I'm not gonna say no no one carries Spider Man. I'm sorry. I'm I'm just not gonna agree with that. Um, Spider Man is the man, um, best man in best man in tights ever. Um, and mm, I, you heard it. <laughs> I do I do believe that they all um, contribute very well because the movie was like everybody was like laughing. I mean, kids were in there laughing. It was a great like family movie. It was a great comic book movie. Um, I love all the the things that are like in that movie. Um, the action, the obviously the CGI stuff. But I mean, <clears throat> watching Peter Parker struggle a little bit again. I mean, that's pretty normal, right? We watched him struggle. I mean, even in the books. Yeah. Um, kind of. The only thing about this Peter Parker that is a little weird is he doesn't really know what to do a lot of the times. You know what I mean? Like Spider Man usually kind of figures things out on his own. He never needed Tony Stark to do that. Um, and I felt like that's like the only downfall right now is they tied it into Iron Man so much that he kind of depends on him, even for guidance after death. It's kind of weird a little bit, yeah, but like he needs Iron other... Man's tech and everything like that. To yeah, it's like he's like, hold compete. my hold my rabbit ear, you know, like in prison, you know, they make you hold your rabbit ears if you're like someone's like, you know, special friend in prison. You right. ever heard that? You what? never watched that? You're making that. Okay, <laughs> We're going to move on. Uh, 
but uh, <laughs> um, so, anyways, I feel like that's the only downfall because Peter Parker and Spider Man are, are like their own entity, and they've they've been able to stand alone. You know, and I feel like this Peter Parker can't a little bit. So maybe I'm hoping that they move it towards a way that, which is probably what they're going to do, where he can stand yeah. on his own. I That's agree. Your yeah. original statement, Jordan. Yes. The MJ. Mysterio, <laughs> Mysterio and MJ yeah. carried this movie. Just let the record reflect. I do. I do. I think that's the case. I don't think Tom Holland did a poor job by any means. I just think that when you have two polarizing characters, they can outshine. And, and, and Tom Holland, yeah, I agree. I think that this Spider-Man they brought into the MCU, like... They, he, they keep calling him a little kid. They keep treating him like a little kid. Like, nobody trusts kind of a little kid. In a lot of, he can't a lot come to space because he's a little kid, and he ends up going anyways. Like, yeah, he's just – he's minimized. And, like, I actually got into a debate with Sammy because um, she feels like he's just kind of, like, not as impressive as the other superheroes. Like, she like she didn't know that he didn't generate his own web. She thought that he generated that like Tobey Maguire did, you know? And so she's like, well, without him, he's just like a – Without that, he's just not even a spider. He's a guy. And then we got in this whole argument about who would win between Batman and Spider-Man because I was like, well, Batman doesn't have anything. <laughs> went, went, went to a place that I feel very familiar. Um, but yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just gonna let that slide right by. Um, that could take the, the entire. We're not episode. going into that tonight. No. Um, but I just I feel like he's just so underpowered, and he's like you're saying he's figuring everything out, and relying on Tony so much. And then finally, in the spaceship or the, the jet or whatever with Happy. He walks in the back and he sees the equipment and he starts being the new Tony Stark. He even puts his hand through the freaking thing and like turns it around. And, and like mirrors the, mirrors uh, the first movie. Yeah, and it shows his genius, which is something that I've always argued with Zach about is that Spider-Man's a genius. And he's like, he no, is, he's yeah. not. But he's a fucking genius. He gener- he created the webs, which are just and, and this is another part that kind of bummed me out. Is that, like he Spider-Man, like until the very end, like most of the movie, he was just like holding stuff up. <laughs> like just holding like buildings. <laughs> holding things with his webs and like it's like where's the cool stuff you know and i know he was trying to be on vacation or whatever but well he did have a super sick scene at the end when he like he started to his spider senses started working and he started anticipating where all the drones were yeah, and they were coming out of nowhere amazing. yeah Bro, that scene was so i was that shit was tight i mean that most of the like, time spider-man sucked but that one scene was fuck off <laughs> That was some Van Damme shit in Bloodsport. Have you guys ever seen Bloodsport? Oh, of course, uh, bro. When he's blinded and he's yeah. like, gotta fight blind, you know, and he has to challenge yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, dude, that's that's a legendary scene. <laughs> dude, absolutely. Kumite, man. So, yeah, absolutely. He channeled his inner, his inner Van Damme. Um, that scene was crazy. So this, I mean, at the end when he, he's fighting, like, he finally gets to the source. He finally finds a way to break through his tech, but then he gets in, like, this hallway, right? And he's got to use his spider senses or Peter Tingle to get through it, which is something he's always used to fight Mysterio because he can't rely on his vision anymore. He has to rely on on what's real. Yeah. Um, And the very end when he's like talking to him and he's about to like give him the glasses and then the the gunshot goes off. Like that was that, that tripped me out. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that was that was a crazy scene too. Yeah, yeah, he's like giving him the glasses like he give up, and then all of a sudden a gunshot goes off and Spider-Man's holding like his hand. To the right, and you you realize who he was talking to the whole time was just an illusion, and fucking good old Jake was just about to cap him in the back of the head. Like it's just crazy how how you never know what's real. It's yeah, it's, yeah. I love it. I love Mysterio, man. So cool. Okay, so um, like like Jr. was saying, I mean, uh, there is ninety three Easter eggs in this motherfucker, so. We're not going to go into all 93, but we will go into our, our segment we like to call Easter Egg Hunt. 
JR, what what Easter eggs caught your eye, or what ones did you did you notice that you want to talk about? Yeah, so I picked about fifteen out of that. Um, there's so many. There's little things. Some of them are hypothetical. Some of them could be, should be, but there's a like you said, ninety three Easter eggs. Um, and, uh, they're not in any order top to bottom, whatever. I just picked the, the 15 that caught my eye and I thought it was the most interesting. So, um, so I'm going to start with the first one <clears throat> and it's Dimitri, um, which is the guy who drives the school or the class around for their science trip in the black bus that Tony, um, that, uh, um, that uh, Russian dude, yeah, that Russian dude guy. that, um, I'm, I'm drawing a blank here, but he was driving them around. Um, so apparently that is uh, Chameleon. And anybody knows who Chameleon is from this, the comic books, which is why I'm here to tell you if you don't. Um, he uh, uh, he is Craven, who, the hunter. And we'll get, you know, if anybody knew who's Craven, the hunter. Um, he's kind of like a, a, one of Bat, uh, it's not Batman, Spider-Man's like biggest villains, you know, likes to hunt. Biggest prize is Spider-Man. Uh, but that's his, his <laughs> uh, step. Yeah, and uh, we can we can get into that if anybody really wants to know. Just ask us, and we'll we'll, we'll answer that question for you um, in the comments. But uh, Ch- Chameleon is like his stepbrother, and he basically can change into anybody he wants. Like he can rip his face off. His his face is white. Like there's no features whatsoever. So he can change and disguise himself into anybody. Uh, in the comic books, um, he he comes at a point where. Spider-Man is like in a dark point in his life where people have died um, and Spider-Man almost kills him at one point because he pretends to be people that he loves and uh, um, so I, I thought that was pretty cool because you might start seeing more and more villains coming out for Spider-Man you know like Scorpion and the Vulture and obviously uh, if we watch the end of the movie should we talk about a little bit that are we going to mention that right now the um, Peter Parker I mean, being rebe- is that an Easter egg, or is, do you have other Easter eggs you want to talk about? There's a little bit, yeah. I'll I'll, I'll go in that um in that second. Um, the, the I guess second I have thing, a question. Uh, how sure. do we know that's Chameleon? Like, what uh, what told you that? His, what's they that? say his whole name in the in the in the titles, and it's Dimitri Cravenoff or whatever his last name was. Or and oh, um, and that's that, the Chameleon's name. Yeah, that's his name. Um, the second thing is is uh the feast shelter. Um. Uh, Aunt May is always run a shelter in the comic book. She helps for homeless and, and people in need. And obviously, if you play the PS4 game, it's more mm-hmm. prominent in that. Um, the third one, which I really, really loved, is they had, like, street names all over Italy. And, you know, like, Slotto or uh, Bendisro or something like that. And those, Dan Slot, and there's, like, a ton, all kinds of, you know, Spider-Man writers that they mentioned in as Italian names in the movie. And they were like street names. And Dan Slott is my favorite Spider-Man writer besides Stan Lee. And then Brian Michael Bendis, which is, he created the, uh, the ultimate Spider-Man, um, version. And his name was out there as well. So I thought those were pretty cool. Um, they talked about, uh, earth 818 when Mysterio was kind of telling his lie about where he came from and how the elementals destroyed his, um, his home world, and he talked about Earth 818. Well, Earth 813, sorry, is um, in in the Spider-Verse is Spider-UK. So they were in UK, you know what I mean? So there's that Spider-Man, which is not pretty cool. Um, Crusher Hogan, did you see the sign in the feast in the background where they talked about the wrestler Crusher Hogan? Crusher Hogan nah. was the um, Spider-Man when he wrestles in the beginning to test his powers. 
And if you watch the Tobey Maguire version, it's when he was, you know, wearing the red mask and he was in the ring with um, Bonesaw. Ran- yeah, love, Randy love Savage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's that there. Uh, there's like a little bit of a, like a poster in the background. Um, one of the things I, the other things I really loved was they did a lot of license plates with uh, hints to where like por- parts of the movie were uh, like first uh, in- appearances. So like um, they did like a, a license plate for uh, a comic. Uh, basically, it's where Spider-Man goes to Europe, and that was um, T uh, T A M S one forty three, which was a license plate on a car, which is the Amazing Spider-Man one forty three, where Peter Parker and Spider-Man goes to uh europe that comic book um there is uh am ams uh 463 which is the first appearance of sandman so like when in the beginning of the movie where uh <clears throat> there's so many of these um uh when <laughs> when you see first appearance of a mysterio in the movie and you, you see that kind of sandstorm and on the license plate it said you know that um asm 463 that's that's Amazing Spider-Man number four, 1963, is the first appearance of Sandman. And so they kind of did that throughout the movies, right? They kind of did that for the Molten Man. They kind of did that for the Hydro, you know. Uh, <clears throat> which, speaking of Hydro, they talked about their their the first appearance. And um, when Flash gives that, like, weird story about how he was sunk under sea and was changed into this, like, water man with chemicals. Oh, yeah. That yeah. is actually his original orange, uh, origin story. Um, on that and then um, let's see here uh, more license plate stuff was really good let's see um, this okay so we're going to go into the the secret identity where uh, Mysterio and sends the video or his that guy William right which was in the first Iron Man movie did anybody catch that right yeah yeah he's yelling at him yeah. So that guy uploaded the video for Mysterio, which who's apparently supposed to be dead, which Mysterio dies and comes back, by the way. Um, so is he, he going uh, back in the... There, there's, a, there's a theory for the movie that since he's an illusionist, he could probably fake his own death and That's disappear. Kind of and he kind of mm-hmm. does that in the book as well. In the books as well. But Spider-Man, his big reveal, there's a couple reveals. Um, the biggest one is in the Civil War one, where Spider-Man takes his mask off. Right, and shows everybody who he is. Um, and that's kind of where Vinny was talking about Metaphysical, where he had to um, make a deal with the devil to get, so everybody could forget him. Um, so that actually happens as well. So at the end of Spider-Man, which is like mid-credits, where J. Jonah Jameson, from which is the first Spider-Man movie, which is... J.K. Simmons? Yep. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. But when he reveals Spider-Man, that's kind of like an homage to that as well. You know, when when they reveal who Spider-Man really is. Um, and then obviously the suits, the suits are a pretty big deal. It had the red Iron Man suit, which was back in the Civil War, 2006 uh, story arc. And then um, number uh, 15 is the possibility of the Fantastic Four joining the, um, the MCU. And that's where Peter Parker is swooping through and it says, M, you know, through the city at the end to pick up uh, MJ for their date. And mm-hmm. it said MCU and it goes one, two, three, like some signs. And they're thinking the fourth phase, which is where the fantastic, either Fantastic Four is going to show up or it's going to be the next phase for uh, like the countdown, basically. So those are kind of the Easter eggs that are out there um, that I thought were pretty cool. And 
There's a lot. Now my, my throat hurts. <laughs> but, um, Good job, all right. Good job, There's so many. Thank you. Um, That's our Easter egg hunt. Yes. All right. And then I'll go behind yeah, the scenes. Yeah, just a trying bit. to keep up with you, JR, with those Easter eggs, man. <laughs> but our, there our was poor, a lot. My computer was like freezing producer. up, just trying to find these Easter eggs <laughs> and keep up with you, man. Like, That's yeah. tough, man. It's a tough segment. It's a tough segment. That is tough, man. And and just uh, obviously, John Watts directed this one. Uh, he wrote and directed um, Homecoming. He didn't write this one, he just directed it. But he's, uh, he's he, when we talked about it a little bit at the live show, he, he's been. He's got a special spot in my heart. It's my favorite band's Death Cab, and he directed Soul Meets Body, which is one of their famous music videos. And then he directed Spider-Man. And, he, and the way he directed Spider-Man is he um, made a trailer for what he thought Spider-Man should be and sent it in and, like, hoped to get a, a hold of uh, the people at Marvel to try and get, like, a fucking backing. And he and somehow it worked out. So, obviously, the trailer he made was great. And then and he also made... Taking a uh, risk. Yeah, he also made Clown, which I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it's like a, a movie about this guy who uh, puts on this old clown suit for his kid's birthday and then he can't take it off and it slowly like turns him into like this killer clown and it's fucking and he has like eats kids and stuff. It's dope. Uh, him, Eli, he made a trailer. He made a little short on YouTube about this that storyline and Eli Roth saw it and reached out to him was like, "Hey, can we make this a movie?" And so like he just makes these little videos and gets noticed by him. So it's pretty cool. And he said he's gotten so deep into the Spider Man. You, like mindset that he starts he started collecting like um poisonous and deadly spiders now so he has like a spider collection oh, oh wow just, that's that's deep yeah that's fucking like in there that that creeps me out but um very cool and, he, and I'm, I'm so so glad he's involved and obviously chris mckenna wrote wrote this one he wrote the last one too and, and, and mckenna has been pretty famous in the in the mcu writing comics so inspiring inspiring it is man it's like you can just push it out there and now he's got a movie out there called cop car with kevin bacon where like these two kids steal a cop car abandoned cop car and find out that it was kevin bacon who's like this murderous sheriff and his dead body in the trunk and he's like trying to hunt him down so the guy's got some cool ideas um and i'm glad he's you know connected to, to spider-man but um we got another segment on here we want to talk about and this is where the heart and the hype steps up and tells us what's happening and not only the spider-man universe but how it correlates to ours so our interdimensional corner. Interdimensional corner? Breaking the fourth wall. The fourth wall warrior. Fourth wall warrior. The cultural corner. Uh, uh, diving into the heart with the hype. We got heart so hype. many names. So we're heart, heart hype beat? The heart beat? Heart beat? I don't know. We need to figure out a name for this the segment. We're going to make a Twitter <laughs> poll. Yeah. We're gonna make a Twitter poll and release it to the audience. We'll we'll throw some in the Twitter poll and see whatever you guys vote for. This will be uh, name of the segment. All right. So I uh, uh, so in uh, 1949, uh, Joseph Campbell, who is a very famous, um, probably the most famous American philosopher of all time, wrote a book called The Hero with a Thousand Faces. Um, you guys have probably heard me talk about this before. It's been very kind of influential in my own life, but basically what he does is he makes an argument in this book that claims that almost all, um, major adventure fiction, um, stories and specifically heroes go through the same arc. It's a circular narrative. It starts where it ends. Um, and there's steps to each one, uh, the first is the ordinary world. I won't, there's 12 steps. I won't go through it. I could just summarize. So essentially what happens is um, 
you you start off as a normal person you get this call to action you meet a mentor the mentor comes into your life the mentor dies which then um kind of sets you free in this new world that you've been pulled into um and then you have to figure it out you meet a bunch of friends you fight a villain he's not the real villain you fight the real villain he defeats you you get resurrected you you start where you you go back to where you started but with a new perspective um and uh that story arc is like he he claims like Lord of the Rings does that Star Wars does that um, and I'm going to make the argument that uh, the MCU does this as well. So um, in this in this uh, movie, I feel like it's uh, important to um, kind of so the biggest thing about this movie for me was not exactly the movie itself, but more so what it meant for what decisions were being made as the MCU moved forward. I think um, JR put it best when he talked about the epilogue of kind of Endgame. Um, I was most interested in, in it getting any type of clue of what was going to happen next. Um, and so what I think is going to happen next is essentially this next kind of version of the MCU is going to be Spider-Man's hero's journey. S similar to how the last version of the MCU was Iron Man's hero's journey. Um he was kind of the main center of the stage. He met a bunch of allies. He had a bunch of enemies. But at the end of the day, he was what started it. And then he's also what ended it. And the reason why I say that is the relationship that Peter Parker and Tony Stark had um, while they were both alive. So they were trying to give Tony Stark a mentee, I think, a couple times. One time before Peter Parker. The first time was in Iron Man 2 when they introduced him to that little kid and had that little kid running around. And he was like, you know... Iron trying Man to 3? help Iron Man and Iron Man's trying to figure his shit out, so on and so forth. And Was then Iron Man 3. Yeah, yeah. Iron Iron Man 3. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, so then after that, Spider-Man came out, and I think what they did is they realized, well, we could give Peter Parker be have him be the mentee of Tony Stark, and then that's how we can pass the baton on. Um a, a crucial part of that this arc is your mentor has to die. Like absolutely has to. Because if your mentor doesn't die, your mentor can always protect you. Your mentor is your safety, your teaching, so on and so forth. And with your mentor's death, you get thrust out into the world and have to figure it out yourself. And I feel I, I would argue that Tony Stark dying was that moment for Peter Parker. And I think that moving forward, Peter Parker is going to start growing and moving through these steps to become that, that hero. And I would argue years and years and years down the road, based on this, we're going to have some type of moment with spider-man that was similar to iron man because i just feel like they're pushing this this kind of arc centered around him um so that's my okay. that's my argument that's very good i'm intrigued <clears throat> i fucking love that idea because it just yeah. gives us more spider-man which and i think that's great because spider-man does interact with so many different heroes throughout his storylines like there gives us so much so much opportunity yeah. right. to incorporate right and just to just to um just because I've done this, I'm, I'm just going to share this part with you. Um, so I'm going to quickly go through each stage and, and why I feel like Tony Stark was the, the hero's journey. But I'm going to make it fast because this is not an Iron Man episode. Okay. Um, <laughs> so the, or, the ordinary world is step one. Uh, Tony Stark was a billionaire, not giving a fuck, just a regular guy. Call to adventure is step two. Tony Stark being captured by the terrorist. Um, refusal to the call is step three. Tony Stark saying that he's not going to help the terrorists and he doesn't want anything. This is super quick, but it's still important. Meeting the mentor, Tony Stark meeting his scientists in the cave, um, crossing the threshold to the special world. The scientist dies. Tony Stark gets in his first suit, uh, approach the innermost cave. 
this is basically facing like your greatest challenge. I would argue that um, that is the uh, tank um, in the first movie. Iron Monger. Yeah, yeah. Um, then the or the great ordeal is when Thanos killed half of the people. The and then what's interesting is that once you face your first villain, you get some type of reward. Um, the reward, I would argue, actually is Tony Stark's peace. He finds peace after Thanos kills half the universe, and then he ends up just having a family and having kids, and and like he's good, like he kind of just hangs up the suit, and for the first time he has peace. The road back is when you have to fucking sacrifice that gift and and for the greater good for the rest of the group. Obviously, that's him leaving that piece and putting a suit back on and helping other people. Um, and then the return with the elix elixir is the last step, and that's where you you start where you began, and where I, I, Tony Stark began is his um, acknowledgement that he was Iron Man in the very first movie. I am Iron Man, and that's also where he ends. I am yeah. right before he dies. So um, I would argue that they follow this to a T. Um, I think a lot of popular fiction and media does. And if they've done it with Tony Stark, I would argue that they will still do it with Spider-Man. And I think that the death of Tony Stark is the beginning of Spider-Man's hero's journey. And what that means for us as viewers is that he's going to be the star of the show. He's going to be the main attraction. There's still going to be standalone movies for other, other heroes and other people, but they're going <coughs> to his friends, they're going to be his helpers, they're going to teach him things, and at the end, he's going to be the one that starts from the beginning, and I think that's the big plan for the next kind of couple years with the MCU, um, based on based on my research. That makes me think, I mean, that's, I love that, but I just had a good idea. They should make uh, I Am Iron Man bookends, and just sell them, you know? Like it says, I am Iron Man in quotes, and then it could be the books, because it started and ended the MCU. <laughs> I think it'd be a cool little, little gift for somebody on their birthday or something. Um, Let's make it. Sell yeah, it. I know, right? But, uh, no, that's fucking great. And and I and I just brings to the question, like, who's going to be Spider-Man's mentee, you know? I mean. Just... Yeah, uh, that that is a, that's a good question. And I think, you know. MJ? I think w that's a question that we're not going to find out until until much much later i also think that not always um it needs to be somebody that spider-man himself mentors right if we want to go so far into the future you could have a new character with a new mentor starting this all over again i mean this just so happens to feed off of exactly tony stark moving into spider-man but you know there's always a conclusion so and with that comes yeah. new beginnings so well spider-man eyes on burning the world to the ground so I think I think, I think Spider-Man is the main the main star moving forward. That's 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 my prediction. I like it. And I'm I not like super it. happy about it either. That's why I like it even more. All right. Well, uh, let's get into the rankings. I mean, what uh, what do you guys think? Has anybody looked at the Rotten Tomatoes score? You've been. Nope. You've been nope. Stayed away from that. Nice. All right. Nice. Do you want me to go first? All right, yeah. Let's have any load up the Rotten Tomatoes uh, for, uh so I'm gonna tell you that I like the this Spider-Man movie better than the first Spider uh, Homecoming one. Um, I thought it was a lot funnier. Thought it had better action. Um, you know, uh, don't get me wrong. I love Michael Keaton. That's a great villain, Vulture. I mean, I, I'm loving I'm loving seeing all these villains that I, I grew up reading. So it's it's been a great. Um, just overall, MJ being involved, um, we totally laughed with Ned and and Betty being you know boyfriend girlfriend um throughout oh, the yeah. uh, the trip so 
And yeah. every time they said babe, we're like, ooh, that's just not cool. But it's funny at the same time. Hey, babe. What what's going on, babe? man? Yeah. Um, so I thought that was great. So I just put that out there. I thought it was better than the first one. And then uh, ranking wise, um, it's really hard these days as we rate, rate, rate more movies because and shows because they're really good. And it's really hard to give them like nines or tens. Right. I mean, it's we're, the more we do, the harder it is to give a nine or a ten. Um, so I'm going to go with um, an eight point five on this um, just because we've wow. you know. It's it's really good, but um, you know, like we love Black Panther and some other ones. But like I said, the more movies we watch, it's really hard to give them like perfect scores because it's just like more info, right? You're just like, well, it wasn't as good as this, but it was better than that. And so I'm gonna go eight point five. Eight point five. All right, Z, what you got? Way lower. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're just hatred. of course. What are we talking? Nine, ten? What are you even? Why are you even on that end of the spectrum? What do you mean? What? Um, No, I I mean the thing is, is I didn't think it was terrible. I just, I think overall, I'm, I'm disappointed in the direction that the MCU is going in because I think that what this means is that a kid is going to be the star of the show, which means that for the next couple years, I'm going to deal with like kid humor high school awkwardness like all of that stuff that i feel like i don't care as much about as as compared to like tony stark playboy billionaire like he was actually funny i thought he was hilarious a lot of the times i feel like peter parker is just like eh, like just kind of annoying to me like i'm like bro grow up like you're just like this kid like oh i'm so awkward around girls i don't understand i don't know now we know why now you guys know why it's called zach Flash Thompson in the intro. Go on. I'm just more interested in grown shit. Like <laughs> I don't, I don't care about childish things. But I don't know. So I, I didn't think the movie was terrible. Um, I think MJ and Mysterio were good. Um, Peter Parker kind of annoys me. I'll give it a five. Five. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, little. No bias in that at all, I would imagine. Um, I, I I hear what you're saying about your fears for the MCU, but I do think that we're going to see him grow. We're not going to see him stuck in high school, you know? I hope. Like, I the hope. next movie, he's going to be in college, I would I say. hope. Like, I liked be... Tobey Maguire because I felt like Tobey Maguire was just more... Because he less was of 40 a... years old playing well, less high of a schooler. victim. Less of a victim. Less of like a, oh, like, help me. I don't know. I'm so awkward. Like, what? To me, it's just... Tobey was such a bitch. Dude, oh. I love Tobey. I love Tobey. It was I the first one you saw. I think before. that's why. But I like, I must say Toby did a bad job, but he was a geek that got picked on and tripped around and was goofy and sputtering and like tried to jump and fell. Like I, I feel like it was very similar. I feel like the dialogue was a little less like awkward because he didn't really, I mean, he had a friend, you know, he had James Franco, but like they barely hung out and they barely liked each other. Like he was just all about MJ or, or fighting. And this one, he has buddies and he's like, kind of like talking about his girl with his buddies. And that's a little uncomfortable because it's fucking kids and weird and you know it's not our what we're looking for right now but i do think kids walking in to this mcu at that age and gonna grow with tom oh, they're gonna love it. the spider-man it's gonna be the fucking best shit in the world i'm not the target audience anymore you're not maybe that's why i'm just i'm just butthurt that i'm not the target audience anymore. <laughs> i'm not i'm not in high school anymore like i was when iron man one came out or when fucking spider-man came out you were deaf i was like right in your formidable years yeah you know? Yeah. And, and I think that it's gonna it's gonna 
pick up. I don't think he's going to be stuck in the high school shit. Like Peter Parker's going to be an adult making decisions. So, um, Jr., your rating kind of surprised me. I thought it'd be higher because eighty-five is lower than Homecoming, and you said it was better. Really? Than Homecoming. It's Homecoming's just so hard to rate. I'm like, I'm having a hard time rating things because of how many. Like, I'm like, oh, that's really good, but that, you know, like. 85, like the spectrum wise, as you know, I don't, I just wanted it to be on this end of it. So 85 is their movies. If, if Marvel keeps putting out great movies, you can't just make them like less, you know, it's just rate. so hard to judge the data. Yeah, I guess. So I thought it was, a, I thought it was a great movie. I thought I voted great movie on the poll. Uh, I thought it was <laughs> really well done. And I thought there was a little bit of awkwardness in between, you know, Tom Holland, but that's kind of his character. And I've, I've always loved Peter Parker. I did, I did yeah. a, a, this one, it pushed it a lot, you know, and he was really like, like needy and like needed to rely on, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, and, and that kind of bugged me. So um, I'm going to give it a 92, but yeah. normally I give it like a 96 uh, or like a, a 95. Um, Cause I thought it was just great. And I fucking love Mysterio. And I think Jake Gyllenhaal just absolutely fucking crushed it. So yeah. I really liked it. So that brings our total average to a 76. Uh, Vinny, what do you got for us? All right. Uh, first of all, I'm going to agree with Zach saying Tom Holland's kind of just boyish. Yes. I mean, his later movies, I think, will get better. But anyways, <laughs> I'm going to start with the Twitter poll because uh, you reminded me about it, Jordan. So out of the <laughs> eight people that voted <laughs> – I'm assuming two of the you. Two Are you dividing by like hundred or divided by a thousand? Um, so 63% out of eight thought it was a great movie. 25% thought it was pretty good, and 13%, which I'm assuming is just one vote, thought meh. Exactly. But <laughs> so we'll go over to Rotten Tomatoes, and uh, the audience score is with you, Jordan, at a 96%, and uh, the tomato meter is at 91%. So high. So, so, so good, high. It is definitely, so what do they call it? Certified fresh, right? Yeah. Certified so, fresh. It's so high. Oh, my God. I don't know how you could think it'd be poorly rated. There was nothing wrong with the movie. You just don't like the character. That's something yeah. wrong with the movie. I feel like. I feel <laughs> if like enough people agree, there, that's something wrong with the movie. I guess I'm, I'm, I must be in the minority. I must be in the minority. It's pretty rare to see the critics and the audience be so close to like we're usually pretty like far off with the the critics, but more with the audience. And this one, they felt like they were a lot closer. Um, yeah, but... Jr. Sorry, I'm just I'm having a hard time rating because of how many we've been JR's watching. Jr. Strong. And Jr. Strong. So just... I'm just gonna whatever. I'll change it on Instagram <laughs> to 96. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, that's our vote. Uh, that's our reaction. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. You guys have anything you want to post or uh, plug before we log off here? Uh, no, just uh, catch us on social media. We're going to do a Twitter poll about what the segment should be called. And uh, yeah, and if you do, uh, if you vote for Cultural Corners, I say he'll, he'll smoke a cob pipe and wear a, a smoking jacket for the whole. I, did not, I yeah. did not say that. So yeah. that's definitely not something that I said. No, what I'm voting. No, it's recorded. Zach said that. <laughs> oh, that happened. Out, of, out of nowhere our, our manager says it's happening so <laughs> yeah all right well yeah uh this is the first episode we've done since our live show so uh big thank you again to action city and silver city that was a fucking blast and uh we look forward to doing it again but yeah follow us at hop heroes pod on instagram and twitter uh big shout out to the guy in the chair vinny mcbroom thanks for helping us out on this excited to have you on the, on the team with us man um, i'm glad to be here man 
All right, all right, all right. That's all we got for this week, and we'll see you guys next time. All right, see ya. Deuce. Next time on Hop Heroes. So thank you guys for listening. Next week we will be breaking down the comic book The Boys uh, from Dynamite Entertainment. It is a series about some unlikely heroes in the modern day, and it's pretty interesting and a little dark, a little edgy, and we're really excited to talk about it. And for you guys that want to kind of read along with us, it is a free download um, on the Kindle app. If you are an Amazon Prime member, um, it's for free. Just download it, you know, read it. We'll be talking about it, and then you can kind of follow along with us. And then after that, we'll be breaking down our reaction to the Amazon series that will be dropping on The Boys, um, co-produced by Seth Rogen, who also did Preacher. So I'm very excited about it. We're all very excited about it, and hope you guys can hop on the board and follow along.